0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to Toto Football. Today I'm with a really special guest. It's former footballer Andy Gray. For those who don't know Andy, he was a central midfielder who played for Palace, Tottenham, QPR, Aston Villa, Swindon, Falkirk, Bury, Mill, Dulwich Hamlet and also picked up a cap for England. That's a very long list there but how are you
1: doing mate? Yeah, I'm fine thank you. Really good.
0: Yeah, good, good. Well, this episode we're going to just kind of basically ask you a few questions on your career and talk a little bit about Crystal Palace as well because um, I did a tweet the other day which clearly you're still loved by the Palace fan base because I said if you could pick any past Palace player in their prime to sign right now who would you do? And I think I was bombarded with Andy Gray tweets and sorry because I know a lot of them were mentioning you as well but it just shows how memorable a player you were for Palace Did you enjoy it at Sellers Park?
1: Yeah I did and like I go back in history of the club since I was 10 and a half. Sorry, that's when I first got um, picked up to train with the, the kids from South London. And yeah, I mean, I just go back so far and it's it's a club which I love and it's got so much history for me that it'd always been my favourite club. And, I, and all the clubs you mentioned, like Palace was where I played my best football all the time, but it's one of them things when you're like a homegrown player, you don't get treated the same. And obviously like I wasn't like a normal person anyway. So once they upset me, I kinda always threw the, the toys out of the pram <laughs> and wanted to leave. But it was it was wrong. It was wrong for me to do that. It's only now that you like you realize that, you know, I should have just taken the rubbish and just got on with it. But it's, it was different times then, you know. Yeah, different
0: times. Yeah, and well, footballers' careers. I, as a fan, I just remember ten years ago we got promoted. It feels like yesterday. I bet as a player, the time just flies by, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does fly by. But I mean, I mean, I wasn't like your typical footballer. I mean, like it wasn't. I saw it as, especially when I was at Palace, it was just sort of like going to like a youth club to me do you know what I mean because like I, I knew everybody you know when you grow up and I don't know what it's like nowadays for kids mm-hmm. growing up but like in my generation it was like you went to after school clubs and and uh, youth centers and everyone there you played with them in the summer so what I'm saying to you it was it wasn't different it was just sort of like being with your brothers cousins and friends you know what I mean it was just home it just felt good you know
0: yeah, yeah, that's really good to hear. And well, I was looking back at how much you did cost as a transfer fee from Dulwich Hamlet. Apparently, it was around two thousand pounds, which feels like absolute <laughs> pennies. And I'm sure these days you'd be worth a lot more. You made your debut back on fifteenth of December, nineteen eighty four, professional full debut, and scored. uh Yeah, scored on the stroke of half time to give Palace the lead. Yeah. How did it feel to make your professional debut and also score this goal?
1: Uh, listen, it, it, it meant everything because obviously I got booted out at 15 and like I was in the wilderness for like, uh, I don't know, maybe five years, but yeah. I stopped playing for about two years and then I started playing again for the Corinthian Casuals, but I was playing for like the Vets team. yeah. And, um, and then I, I was playing for the TV Times magazine. I think you're a bit too young to...
0: Let remember the TV? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I do It's not even about no more. So I played with them, but a lot of them were like old old Tonians, and uh, basically, then I played the, the commentators. So I was playing a lot of football, like maybe f- I was playing three times a week, and I never forget when when we used to play at uh, Kings Cross on the Astor turf. Hmm. So we played we played a Greek team. And a lot of the team I played with, and at the time I was like playing sweeper. And the team I was for, they were like all good ball players. You know what I mean? Like they were were proper players. It wasn't no kick and rush business. It was like good technical players. Do you know what I mean? And we played this game. And one of the, after the game we beat them, I think we beat them like three nil or something. And I had a good game. And one of the guys said to one of my friends, You've, you played a ringer today, he's a professional player. That kind of like gave me the buzz where I knew that I was doing something without putting pressure on myself to get back in the game because I wasn't yeah, really yeah. looking to get back in the game. Yeah, and then after that, they said, come to casuals. So I went to casuals, played in the vets team and then I started playing for the commentators team with Jerry there, Martin Tyler, all wow, them yeah. guys. So so basically, before I made it, I was friends with them. Nice. So it's kind of, it was backwards, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And it is very different way to get into the football, as players do these days with the academies. They are now, and I feel like the, the level you see some of these kids play now is a joke. Across Crystal Palace, you made around 240 appearances, famously scoring in the 1989 to 1990 FA Cup semi-final in that victory over Liverpool. Was this your favourite Palace moment of your career or was there another Palace moment that stands out for you more? Uh,
1: I wouldn't say it was my favourite. I, I would say it was my favourite team game because every, like all of us, even... Yeah. Uh, I, I was just going to say a squad, but it wasn't a squad. It was 1-12. to 12. Yeah, We just had belief and we just combined everything. Hard work bravery, especially being beaten 9-0 six months before. And we just went out there and we just sort of like, just became one. I mean, we just had so much energy. It was just unbelievable. And the game, I mean, mean, I've seen games, but I, I think, and I'm not just saying it, it's one of the, if you actually watch the game and it's one of the best games that you could see for a semi-final.
0: Yeah, I've only seen the highlights, but yeah, it looked crazy. And obviously, such a big, such a big moment for Palace fans as well. You're saying that was only your favorite team moment. What for you was your favorite Palace moment then? Um, there's probably oh, so think, many.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I mean, like London Derbies, Millwall. Yeah. I used to love playing against Millwall, especially when they used to sort of like send you death threats. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get you when you get off the coach. And, you know, and and that was at the old Millwall, Cobalt Lane or whatever it's called, the the old then. I mean, that was daunting. So, yeah, we went to some daunting places and, and got some great results. So, and then playing against Wimbledon. You know, that, that was always a great moment because, like, then it, it was like, who was going to be the bravest? Yeah, there's, there's so many great... I mean, that that's sort of like um, a champagne moment. Do you know what I mean? The FA yeah. Cup semi-final, especially beating a team like Liverpool, which won the league that year. And I don't think they won anything after that for a right few years.
0: Mm, but, yeah, no, I think it was must have been lovely to be in that, like, 1989 to 92 Palace squad how was it like really close team you're all like kind of like a family or was was it really enjoyable?
1: <laughs> to be honest with you like we, we were like all different individuals I wouldn't say it was clicky I mean like as I said I was weird so like <laughs> everyone would just let me get on with whatever if I came in at like I used to get in at like 28 minutes past 10 and have to be ready to be out for training for ten thirty. So done, I done. I I would do that. Do you know what I mean? And I I would just be completely different from everyone else. You had Mark and Ian, who were very close. Jeff, Andy Fawn, John Pemberton. Uh, who else was in their little clique? But but it wasn't a clique which was a clique which would sort of like break the group up. Yeah. Everyone respected. The way everyone was, so if 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 a bunch wanted to have a, a click, wasn't a problem.
0: Yeah.
1: If I wanted to be individual, individually, like behave my way, wasn't a problem. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was it was good. And but what I'm saying to you, because I was like that, and when I went to other clubs, that's where the problem I had because I couldn't be me. I would have yeah. to join in into groups, and I wasn't really a group person.
0: Oh, okay so like you're so saying at Palace you could kind of just be yourself but when you tried, when with these other moves the adjustment was a bit different
1: and yeah, it didn't it, it didn't it didn't work for me to be honest with you yeah. the worst mistake i ever made was when um, alan smith got the job and i was at tottenham and he mm-hmm. wanted me back on loan and i went to Mitchum and um i saw him sit in steve's chair and it just didn't feel right. Like over the years, like I, I apologized to him. I said, "Alan, I said that was the worst mistake I made. I should have come back because I know if I would have come back, I would have signed permanently after the loan." Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. How was? I know you said like adjusting at like, the teams was a bit of a struggle, but how was it? Kind of moving around, kind of quite a lot, as you said, the multiple clubs. I know. Was nah, it Was well, it a lot of moving, or was it all right?
1: No, to be honest with you, it didn't. It didn't suit me. But as I said, because I had a, a love eight relationship with the people at the hierarchy at the club. Yeah. Like, for me to prove a point to them, as I, as I've said to people, I don't think anyone ever said to me, actually, coaches, or the board members or anyone said to mm-hmm. me, Andy, you're a good player. I was only getting that from other people who used to tap me up. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so, which was strange, really. Do you know what I mean? If I look back at it now and think, well, not once did anyone say, like, take me in a room and say, yeah, you're the this, you're the that. Mm. I only got that from other people who were showing me love because they knew I loved the club. Yeah. So they didn't have to talk to me in that way or say anything. because They knew once I crossed the line, that was it. I, I was ready to give blood everything for the club.
0: Yeah, I think as I said when I was doing that tweet earlier um the other day about who to bring in, I think a lot of Palace fans wanted you in because yeah, you you gave your all um for the club and you when you're on that pitch, it just you just had to do what you needed to do. What what was your favorite part of the game? Like, did you enjoy the tackles the most? What was it?
1: Do you know what I I loved everything about the game, especially when I was when I was on fire. I mean. Yeah. Because me and me and Jeff was like we were like your typical. Well, I don't even think you got them kind of players no more. But like box to box players, so we yep. could like attack and like you know when they talk about when they def- when the, the systems they play now where they soak up pressure and then hit you on the break. Well, it was that kind of football where like you would attack and if it broke down, you'd have to be back in your own half. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, in your own box defending. So yeah. That that wasn't a problem for us going. On. So they called us like box to box players. And I mean, I'm not being funny. If you, I think the closest players we played was the boy is the boy at Chelsea. Uh, Cant is his name? Kante. Oh, Kante. Kante, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Kante.
1: Yeah, like he's a he's a throwback to like a box to box player. And I mean, look at him. I mean, like. <laughs>
0: He's, I mean. <laughs> he's won it all, really. He he carried Leicester to that Premier League and I think Chelsea fans are massively missing him at the moment with his injury. But yeah, I think it is, it is quite a struggle now. I feel like the midfield, you kind of have three players who all do their own little thing a bit, but they have to be quite together in order to do that defensive side of things, for sure.
1: Yeah, well, I, well, listen, I'm not like knocking... Oh yeah, yeah. Modern day players, but they can't tackle. Even though, like they say, it's a non-sort of contact sport in a way. Because I was at Saturday's game. Yeah, but it's like the way they they like they get touched and they they fall over, <laughs> and you think that's ridiculous. Just, just, you're showing someone that you're weak. That that's how we would look at it. You know what I mean? Because the tackles that what used to go about in our day. Oh, you used to get
0: you used to get the the first one free. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. dad always says to me like, "Oh, like you should have seen the tackles back when I was watching." Because yeah, I think you're right these days. But it's I don't. You're probably gonna hate this as much as I do. But it seems like a bit of a tactic these days. The players can go down and they win these decisions from the referees, don't they?
1: Yeah, they do. But at the end of the day, it just doesn't doesn't feel right do you know what i mean yeah. like that you've got a cheat to get a free kick no get a free kick the right way for doing something positive it's just laziness if i can <laughs> use that word
0: yeah did you um at palace have a favorite goal that you scored well, i scored a
1: few favorites yeah. i think the one i scored against man city was about 84 85 was a bicycle kick and the guy actually won photographer of the year wow. because he he got like like the action of the pitcher. Yeah, that was one of the, one of the good. And then um, I scored one against City again, which was like a 40-yard free kick. Millwall was a good goal. Diving header. Yeah, scored a yeah. few.
0: No, it's nice that like, you can recollect on a few screamers, so to say, Then not just the one shows how good you are at finishing.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it weren't too bad, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, Not too bad. How did it feel to make your England debut and what was Graham Taylor like
1: as a manager? Well, I had Graham Taylor, he bought me from Palace, yeah, to get promotion and then he sold me, <clears throat> um, like about 18 months later. But to be honest with you, see, with the England thing, I wish I never played for England. I'll tell you why because before I got picked for England, anyone would tell you. I was playing the best football of my life. I would say at the time, plus I think we finished third that year. Mm. Um, Yeah, I was up there with the best midfield players in the country. And then, um, funny enough, he picked me when we played Liverpool. And that week I I had the flu. So the gaffer said to me, just come in on the Friday and we was playing up in Liverpool. So I came in Friday. I think I'd done a little bit of training Went up there, uh, had my dinner, went to bed early and yeah, I played and we beat them 2-1 and I really had a good game. And then after the game, he said, oh, someone wants to speak to you in the boot room. So I said, who is it? He said, no, just someone. And I went in the boot room, it was Graham Thaler. And he said to me, listen, we've got a, a crucial European qualifier game against Poland. You're playing. Don't say anything to anyone but you're actually starting. So I knew on, like, two weeks before the game, I was actually starting. Wow. But what happened was I had a slight hamstring. So basically, because I had that opportunity, I knew I was playing, like, Dave West, the physio, was trying to get me fit. And, yeah, it was all right, but it wasn't all right. Do you know what I mean? It was like I was like, the occasion sort of, like, was hiding the pain. And then in the game, which, do you know what? I've never watched the game again. (laughs) <laughs> I've never, I've never watched it. I've never watched it, but I, I remember getting a chance and I fluffed it. And basically, I think the, the ref, I think the linesman said it was offside, but the commentators like Jimmy eel really slagged me off. And uh, I, I was never the same after that, to be honest with you. And then like I started arguing with everyone at the club, and then that's when I got the move to Tottenham. And yeah. that was by Venables. That was by Venables. But don't forget, Venables knew me as a eleven as year old at Palace because he used to in the summer he used to drop me off at Clapham Common after training. <laughs> yeah, mad. Wow. Um, and then, but what he said, he said the reason why I signed you, he said, because when you and Gaza played for the under twenty ones against Scotland, because he, funny enough, he tried to sign me um, when I was at Aston Villa, and Graham Teller wouldn't sell me that summer. But he sold me like six months later. So basically, they signed Paul, because it was me, Paul Stewart and Gazza, who played for the under-21s against Scotland. And uh, he signed Paul Stewart after he couldn't sign me from Aston Villa. So I suppose history would have been different because at the time, Gazza was at his prime. You know what I mean? Before he got the injury yeah. and that. So like, yeah, the mix would have been would have been kind of, like awesome to be honest with you. At the end of the day, my other partner Jeff Thomas. That was that was still an awesome partnership.
0: You've mentioned him a couple of times. Actually, one of the questions I was going to ask is, who's your favourite player to have played with? Is it Jeff Thomas, or is there others?
1: <clears throat> no. If I'm talking about a partnership, what suited me, it was Jeff. Yeah. Maybe maybe I played with better technical players. Yeah. But. But I don't think I complimented them, if I'm being totally honest with you.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. When it comes to quality, obviously, aside from yourself, who's the best player you've played alongside, that you've just thought, wow, that is a special player there. I know that I team was so Paul good, Gas- but.
1: No, I would say Paul Gaspern was the oh, best. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he could do anything. I mean, if I'm being honest, I would say, yeah, Gaza in the yeah. midfield. Um, and if you're talking about players that I've played with, Mark Walters of Aston Villa, he was phenomenal. If you're talking about Warriors up front, Gary Thompson of Aston Villa, he was special. center half, I would say Alan Evans of Aston Villa, who, who, who played in the 82, uh, what's it called, the European Cup final for Villa. Yeah, yeah listen, I, I, I was lucky. I played with some, some good players, very good players. Yeah, definitely that list is
0: crazy to be honest. Whilst at Palace as well, you said about finishing third up behind Liverpool and Arsenal, but you also won the Zenith Data System Cup. Now, obviously, this is the only thing Palace fans have won. How did you find that?
1: To be honest with you, I got injured, I got carried off. So yeah. yet again, like it's a bit of sadness because sometimes when you see the pictures of them on the pitch with the cup, I'm in the dressing room. Wow with uh with ice pack on me <laughs> knee so <laughs> and they got to walk up the steps of Wembley yeah. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't get the the luxury of doing that but obviously I was a part of it I got a medal big in part, that but yeah still a <laughs> big no, part of it though yeah that's I mean I got injured I think in the 67th minute or something yeah, by yeah. my own goalkeeper Nigel Martin <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happened back then, though, wasn't it? Everyone would give yeah. it all, and it wouldn't matter if yeah. it's your teammate. You're going in for the ball, then.
1: Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. So, but no, that was that was good. It was like against Everton. I think it was about fifty, sixty thousand people there. Yeah, it was good. And at the end of the day, we won a cup. Didn't get the the FA Cup, but we won a cup.
0: History, history. They, I know, Palace yeah. make the replica kits of that kit now. I've actually got one at home, but hopefully we'll be winning a cup soon. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah,
1: no, nah, you never know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Got a few uh, questions from some fans on Twitter. Some of them a bit silly, but definitely wanted to add them in. At Palace Pisces, um they asked two questions, actually. The first one was, what do you like most about Palace Twitter? Obviously, you're engaged in Palace Twitter quite a bit. You give it, you give some conversations to fans as well. How much do you enjoy that?
1: No, I, I really do enjoy it because... First and foremost, I'm a Palace fan and I was a Palace fan when I first went there at 11. I'm 58 now. So mm. at the end of the day, like I lived my dream by playing for the first team. But first and foremost, I'm a Palace fan just like them. But I was lucky enough to yeah. to grace the, uh, the pitch.
0: Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you know much fantasy football, if you play it at all. Palace by sea again. Asked if you endorse his FPL name, which is Kung Fu Andy Gray. <laughs> Are
1: they calling me Kung Fu
0: Andy Gray? <laughs> he's his team is named after you, Kung Fu Andy oh, Gray. No,
1: look, listen, <laughs> that's a ple- that's a pleasure, mate. Because like at the end of the day, uh, who, who can I? Who am I to sit here saying, "Oh no, <laughs> no"? It's, of course, it's an honour. If someone's <laughs> got a fantasy team after my name, of
0: course. I think as I well must that... have
1: done something right.
0: Yeah, I think that sums you up as a player, though, as well. Kung Fu, I think he's saying you are a hard hitter for sure.
1: Yeah, no, listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, what's it called, a hard man outside of a pair of shorts and a pair of boots, but on the pitch it's a different thing, isn't it? It's simple.
0: This one's from at Luke Remnant. He asked, "Who was the funniest player in the squad at the time? Palace squad?" Do you know what
1: we, we we had characters, and they all came out like, like in different situations so it wasn't a case of like you'd have have a funny man who would entertain we, we would all just with silly quirks that we'd all do and then like john Solarco was quite funny you know because yeah. like we would always have to like rein him in but the good thing about that squad was that everyone sort of like had to show respect so if you wasn't a senior player you couldn't come in bowling and giving it you know what i mean so <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was yeah every yeah uh so to answer that question there wasn't really someone who would be the court gesturer to be honest with you yeah no they, we didn't really have that yeah just every everyone would, would be themselves and like funny things would happen you know but there wasn't yeah. there wasn't like your court gesture that nah.
0: <laughs> last one dougster 10 and he says he actually trialled at the same time as Andy, Ian and Tony, which is pretty cool. But he said, how exciting was it to join the club with Steve Koppel and such exciting young talent?
1: Well, the young talent come after maybe 80, 86, 87 season, because don't forget, when I came, we still had Jim Cannon, Jerry Murphy, yeah. Peter Nicholas, uh, George Wood, so we had a lot of the old guard who were like like a couple of years away from kind of finishing. And that was difficult because basically we came in hungry and these guys, mm, they didn't really sort of like uh, lay, the, uh, lay the carpet out for you. So the ones who came later, maybe two years later, it was much easier because we took over then as like, the governors you know
0: that's good yeah that's that's really good well thanks again for the palace fans bringing in then questions personal one kind of from me as well to you i know you go to palace a lot now how are you finding watching palace at the moment
1: it is i don't really say much to be honest with you but i go there yeah and as i said i go there I buy my ticket. Sometimes I'll ask for a ticket, but it's more ag-asking, so it's just easier to just buy, which would surprise a lot of people, to be honest with you. (laughs) But yeah, if they do see me, it's like 90% I've paid for the seat that I'm sitting in. (laughs) I want to put that out there.
0: (laughs) Uh, Noted, noted. (laughs) You said about attending Palace a bit this season. Have you enjoyed Patrick Vieira as a manager for Palace?
1: Do you know what? I've got to give the guy so much respect because I was—I went to the training ground about maybe four months ago. I was outside the car park and I was speaking with Danny because he was getting me some training stuff because I do a lot of walking now. And uh, basically, Vieira was like, "Must have asked who was I?" Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So Danny's told him who I was and uh, come over, shook my hand. And he spoke to me for about 20 minutes and I just said to him, I said, and things he was talking, I said, this kind of like, then I said, it reminded me of like our squad. Do you know what I mean? I said, said, you didn't have to come out and sort of like spend 20 minutes talking with me. So yeah, for me, I took me out and sort of like said, yeah, proper guy.
0: Yeah, that's good. He's completely changed the football at Palace, hasn't he? It's more exciting. One of the key players, of course, as always for the last 10 years has been Wilfred Zaha. What's your thoughts on him as a Palace player? And for me, he ranks up there as a Palace legend now. Does he do the same for you?
1: Yeah, he does. Because obviously the way he plays, but like Wilf plays football for himself sort of thing. And like, which is not a bad thing because, like, obviously on his day, or he's had he's had more good days than bad days, like, he's kept the side in that division. Do you know what I mean? With, yeah. like, his goals and winning penalties. I, I don't know how he would fear in our side because, like, we had big characters. Do you know what I mean? And would we allow him to kind of slack off where I don't think he's got anybody who's big enough to sort of like say, Wilf, get the ball in the box. You know what I mean? Forget about, you know, showboating and da 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 da. But listen, he's a top, top, top player. And yeah. to answer your question, yeah, he would be in majority of people's side to get, you know what I mean? If you did a, a yeah, pole yeah. One. But if you're asking me, I'm saying, um, would he have coped with the likes of me, Ian and Mark, like getting under his skin if he wasn't doing what we wanted him to do? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a different squad for sure. I think we are missing that midfielder though. What do you think? Do you think Palace should be trying to sign another central midfielder
1: this season? Do Do you know what? Since, like, obviously I left the club and obviously I've always paid attention to the What's happened to the club? I don't think we've we've actually ever had a kind of midfield player who's sort of like. Well, say, say you had is it Jeganek or whatever his name is?
0: Jedinak, yeah, he was class for us. I kind of gutted when he left.
1: Yeah, but I mean, lots of people try to kind of put me and him in the same box, but. Like I'm not being big-headed, but no, you couldn't put me and him in the same box because I could play up front, out wide, (laughs) and and do different. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like a one-trick pony with him. I just felt that he would have to. The game would have to be kind of like RoboCop sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, other than him, I don't think we've had anybody else that kind of commands the midfield. And you think, you know what? doesn't matter if wolf R- is not on his game today you've got someone in the midfield who could sort of like you know he could nick you a goal do you know what I mean or, or do a pass which would split the defense and we aint we ain't had that for for a long long time and is it out there I don't know or are they prepared to to pay the sort of money for a guaranteed midfield player but mm. but the midfield players they... They all seem to be the same, didn't
0: they? DeCore we signed in the summer, he's got glimpses of glimpses of quality, but we've only seen him for six months, so I don't really think you can judge him yet.
1: Um, is that the one is that the, does he does he wear number 26? Uh 28, Eight? 28, 28. Yeah, to be yeah. honest with you, I saw him play against um Tottenham. I was at the Tottenham game and mm. <laughs> Yeah, that was not a good game to judge, though, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. No, but what I'm saying, Chuck. Uh, like if you said, he's only been at the club for six months. Well, that, that's the first time I saw this guy, and oh, yeah. like I'm in the stand and I'm thinking, wow, wow. But listen, I'm not here to, to slag no, no, my club club's players off. Do you know what I mean? You're asking me a question as a fan. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. As I, as I said, like I saw the Tottenham game and I thought, wow. I thought he was 26, whatever, but I thought, wow, hmm, okay,
0: yeah. Well, I pro- I promise you, get get to a game when we have <laughs> when we're a little bit better and you'll see he's he's better than that performance. Okay. Well I hope you I hope you see that from him. I do think I see him being a good midfielder for us. But no, that was it the four 0 this the four nil Spurs you're talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a couple that, of weeks ago was oh, Yeah,
0: that was horrendous. Yeah, those goalkeepers like Geita now, they have to pass out from the back, but I don't really think you had
1: that too much. When you were playing, no, but to be honest with you, you got to have the players to do all of that. So yeah, I don't. So for me, I mean, maybe I'm mad, but at the end of the day, you have got to build a side where it's about scoring goals, right? And it's, yes. it's about getting the ball in the box as quickly as possible. So if I can get, if I can do a diagonal ball sixty yards bang to say John Salarco, and then John Salarco controls it, uh, two touch whips it in. Well, why do we want to take eight, nine, ten passes to get the ball in the in the? I don't understand it. So yeah, it's they're not Man City, are they? So <laughs>
0: no, that is true. It's a it's a completely different style, isn't it? At the moment, I do think we are lacking up front. I don't know where the goals are going to come from really this season because Wilf's even dried up when it comes to the goals. But obviously, we've got Elise and Eze as well. What have you thought of them two players when you've seen them?
1: They're they're good players, but what I'm saying is that they they've got they've got to be game smart where instead of them looking to do things what is about them, it's about it's about the team. So what I'm saying to you, like they're exciting players, right? Mm. But you don't come off the pitch and think, hmm. Today, because he never done exciting things, you don't look at you don't look at their game, do you? You don't say, well, he he's had a seven out of ten. Yeah. Do you get do you get what I'm saying by that? Basically, they've got to do exciting things. If they don't do it, then you think, well, what have they done for the team today?
0: Yeah, I, I get. You. I think it's like that. I think they definitely both need to produce a bit more when it comes to the goals and the assists. And yeah, I think exactly. a lot of the time. I think what you're trying to say is like maybe their skills maybe overcloud some of their performances yeah exactly
1: Exactly. yeah
0: Yeah. I I think as well when you're in a team like Palace it's harder to be as free as a player like at the moment Palace at the moment you've got to not just be attacking you can't just express yourself you've got to put the defensive performance in you've got to play the
1: simple passes yes exactly that's what I'm saying so that's, that's the difference That's that's when when you mention these players, they're good players, but, you know, if your side's not winning, you don't look at them and think, hmm, do you know what I mean? You you won't mention them, but obviously, like, the point I'm trying to say is, listen, at the end of the day, you say, where are we going to score goals from? Yeah. Well, you had the perfect centre-half in Benteke. Mm. Well, if you don't feed him, he's not, nothing's happening. So, yeah, you spend £30 million on a centre-forward who doesn't get fed.
0: Yeah, because I think that first season he had un- under Allardyce, the crosses were coming in. He was getting fed a lot. I think he got 17 goals that first season, Benteke, but when we kind of changed manager, it didn't seem like the crosses were coming in as much. And I know a little bit was Benteke wasn't on form sometimes, but I think if we crossed it a bit more to Benteke, we might have got a few more goals out of him.
1: I think so, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's, 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 it's basic. I mean put it this way if mark bright was playing up front for crystal palace in this team brighty would be absolutely fighting with the players to give him like the service he would that that's how it was but brighty got the service for so John Salahko as i said they used to bribe him they used to say john if, if you cross the ball <laughs> and we score you'll get this you'll get that
0: yeah <laughs>
1: but, listen, I suppose if ben Tech is on hundred grand a week and he's not scoring, I think is he really going to come in the dressing room and ever a, a go at somebody? I don't know. I don't think so. So
0: yeah, no. Out of um,
1: yeah, but it's not about the point I'm trying to say. It's not about the money. It should be about like giving the fans like a pint of blood. You know what I mean? So they yeah. can look at you and say, oh, well he didn't score today, but at least he, he gave like hundred Ten percent, and you know what I mean. Let them be happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. When it came to a uh, right and bright, who do you think was the better finisher out of the two?
1: Oh no, Ian was the the better finisher out of the two. But Mark helped him become that player because Mark Mark was very professional. You know what I mean. He, he and he yeah. and he turned and he he saw like Ian learned a lot from Mark, so Mark should take a lot of credit for like things what Ian went on to do, to be honest yeah. with you.
0: Yeah, I know as well, you said you've already spoke about Graham Taylor and Terry Venables as well, but was there any person in your life that really helped you for your career?
1: I t- there was a guy called Ron King mm. who was manager of, was assistant manager of Corinthian Casuals. He took me under his wing and uh, I would say, and basically he said, and I was working for him. He got me a job um, and he said you you will become a pro again. Yeah. And every time we would go to the matches, midweek matches, like obviously, because we worked I worked at the same place him and he was assistant. He used to drive me to the the game and that and we'd like have long talks. Yeah, I would say Ron King was like somebody who was there for me back in the day. Do you know what I mean?
0: yeah that's it from me on the questions for you this has been a really good episode it's probably been my favorite yet interviewing a proper palace cult hero
1: you must have had some bad interviews
0: (laughs) no no this is these are the ones i want these are the ones i want the former palace players i i love it i love it and i think you're a bit of a cult hero i wish i could have seen you play when you did and the fact that everyone raved about you when i asked that question i think just sums up what palace fans think of you is there anything you'd like to say to palace fans before we end this show
1: uh no listen the only thing I could say to was it was a pleasure. you know what I mean it was a it was an honor and a pleasure playing at uh Sellers Park every other Saturday
0: Ah, hmm. oh, well, it's been perfect. This has been Toto football with Andy Gray, and I'll see you later.